Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 25th of August. Another major building company has collapsed in Australia, leaving hundreds of customers across Queensland and New South Wales with unfinished homes. Around 70 workers have also lost their jobs, with Queensland company Oracle Building Corporation going into liquidation, owing around $14 million. Customer Dale Linston has told Channel 7 he's in shock. Fear and, yeah, devastation. I just, I honestly don't know what to do. I'm sad. I'm, I'm kind of broken. Oracle is the latest in a number of major Australian building companies going bust with experts warning others are now at risk. Master Builders CEO Danita Warne says supply and staff shortages have created the perfect storm. Products uh, simply weren't available. There were long delays in transport. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the shortage of people. Uh, so it is a very, very difficult circumstance. In breaking news this morning, Australian F1 champion Daniel Ricciardo has announced he is leaving McLaren. Joining us now with the latest details on this big story is Brett Thomas. Brett, what happened? Yes, good morning to you, Tash. It's been an unhappy time at McLaren for Daniel Ricciardo. Joined the team in 2021 after leaving uh, Renault, but has really struggled for results. And while he's a big draw card for the media and certainly the attention he gets around the world, ultimately, it's what you do on the track that counts. And he broke the big news via his Twitter account overnight. I wanted to share some news. It's not great. It's bittersweet for sure. But uh, I think especially you hear it from me, 2022 will be my last year with McLaren. Obviously, we put in a lot of effort on both sides, but just hasn't worked the way we wanted. Uh, so the team's decided to make a change for next year. He's 33 now, so whether he gets another seat in Formula One is up in the air, but we won't pass the hat around just yet, Tash, because his payout, there's still a year to go on his contract with McLaren, is around the $24 million mark. Should have stuck with the go-karts, Brett. Thanks so much. We'll chat to you later with what he's making news in AFL and NRL as well. Thank you, Tash. To New South Wales now and train drivers are again walking off the job today, but there are reports the industrial action may be coming to an end. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Drivers at Redfern and the CBD stations are walking off the job today. The industrial action will go from 10am till 4pm, but about 80% of the city circle services are still expected to run. A deed was signed by government ministers yesterday. It's now with union lawyers, and once it's signed by both parties, it's hoped the strikes will finally end. Union Secretary Alex Glasson says he can't believe it's taken this long to get this far. Nobody's more deeply upset about all of this than me, because I never thought we would have to go and do this amount of industrial action to get somebody to accept responsibility. While Employee Relations Minister Damien Chudhope says commuters deserve better. What will we be calling on the union to say our workforce will be turning up to work and will be available to work the train system of Sydney? Passengers are advised to plan ahead. To Victoria now and a man is on the run from police this morning after a high-speed hit-and-run crash in Melbourne southeast yesterday. Police say a van was hit by a speeding Ford sedan, the force of the impact causing the van to roll several times, trapping the driver, and he is now fighting for life in hospital. 
As James Lake reports from Melbourne, the horrifying crash was caught on security camera. It was Tash. Luckily for police, they do have full vision of the incident and the driver of the Ford fleeing on foot to a secondary car nearby, which picked him up to escape the area. Now, the driver of the van was airlifted to the Alfred with life-threatening injuries, while Senior Sergeant Mark Amos has told Nine the driver involved needs to hand themselves in quick smart. The circumstances are quite simple. It's, it's a bad day out, and it's now time to make it right. Come and see us. Come and talk to us. I want to hear what he's got to say. The deaths of an elderly couple at an Adelaide retirement village are being treated as a murder-suicide. The bodies of the 92-year-olds were found yesterday by staff members at the centre. Superintendent Matt Nairn says they're not looking for anyone in relation to this crime. There's an ongoing investigation to determine the circumstances of what has occurred, but uh, it, it appears rather tragic. Neighbours telling Channel 7 they're shocked and saddened by the news. She was unwell. Uh, and Dennis was very distressed. And if you or someone you know needs help, you can call Lifeline, and that number is 131114. Australian icon John Farnham is recovering in hospital after marathon cancer surgery. The 73-year-old had a cancerous tumour in his mouth and part of his jaw removed during the almost 12-hour procedure that involved more than 20 surgeons. His family has released a statement thanking the public for their outpouring of love and support, saying there is still a long road of recovery and healing ahead, but no John is up to the task. Fellow entertainer John Blackman, who had similar surgery a few years ago, is sending the Farnham family all the very best. Hopefully uh, John will get through this with as little angst as possible and uh, he's going to need all the support he can get. The latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The latest reading on the strength of global economy says it's not good news, but there's always a silver lining. We love silver linings. Australia is doing better than most. Yep, that's right. The S&P Global Flash PMI Composite Output Index, yep, that's a mouthful, measures what countries are producing and gives a clue on how those economies are growing. Any number over 50 means expansion and the US registered 45, down from 47.7 in July, marking the weakest reading since the pandemic struck. The EU came in at 49.2 and while we were contracting as well, we were stronger than most with a reading of 49.8, just under 50. And we'll be watching the US over the next couple of days. We're set to receive more important data from the states and also a very important speech, which will determine how high interest rates could go. Yep. The US central bank boss, Jerome Powell, speaks on Friday about the US economy and what might need to happen to interest rates. And the stock market will hang on every word he says. But there will be more to influence how high interest rates go with the US economic growth data and inflation stats out over the next two days. If both numbers are going down, it will slow up rate rises in the US and that will influence how high interest rates go here as well. And talking about interest rates, Peter, thousands of borrowers are heading for a home loan jump of 4% of their interest rate repayments with the fixed rate loan set to expire. Yeah, sounds scary, doesn't it? Nearly 2 million fixed rate loans worth more than $450 billion are due for renewal in the next 16 months. And many of these were at 2% or less, but they will revert to rates as high as 6%. Anyone in this boat should get a mortgage broker and switch to a variable rate loan ASAP. 
It's a roller coaster ahead. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Brett Thomas is back now with more sports news. Let's start with the AFL, Brett, and no games this weekend, but the awards season has started instead, and last night, the Team of the Year was announced. Yes, the All-Australian team was revealed uh, last night, the best 22 players of the year. They don't actually get to play a game together, but if we did send aliens to Earth and they wanted to take on 22 of our finest uh, AFL players, then this is the team that they have assembled. Tom Hawkins is the surprise choice as skipper of the All-Australian side, not so much in the team. This is his fifth blazer, but as a captain, given he doesn't even skip his own side at Geelong, and he told Fox Footy he didn't see the honour coming. I don't actually think I've ever been captain of a, of a football side before. <laughs> Standing alongside some of the great players of our generation is, is pretty cool, so very unexpected. The great story of the night is a Tyson Stengel, Hawkins' teammate at Geelong. First season at the Cats, kicked 46 goals. Looked like his career was over until Geelong revived it as a mature age rookie. He was sacked by the Crows after a string of off-field incidents. Also spent a short amount of time at Richmond as well, where he played alongside Shea Bolton briefly, who was also a first-time All-Australian and uh, says he's wrapped to be in the same side with his close mate. Yeah, no, nah, it's unreal. You know, I got drafted with him. Probably one of the biggest stories in AFL, to be honest, um, for him to be. I'm super proud of him. And... Yeah, Bolton, Stengel, one of, uh, or two of a dozen new faces in the team. One of the other awards handed out last night was the rising start. No surprises, Nick Dacos, the first-year Magpie sensation, taking that home. He's the son of Magpie's legend Peter Dacos. He played 21 games and averaged 26 polished disposals in his first season. Yeah, I didn't have too many expectations personally. I just My main aim was to have a good off-season and then hopefully break into the team as early as I could. And fortunately for me, that was round one. And uh, Fremantle's Angus Brayshaw is the youngest winner of the Players Association MVP award in 18 years. The Lee Matthews Trophy finished ahead of Clayton Oliver from the Dees. Yeah, well done to all the winners. To the NRL now, Brett and the Broncos fight to keep their season alive tonight against the Mighty Eels. Yeah, they certainly do. They're sitting just two points inside the eight. At one point, the Broncos were fighting for a top four spot, had a horrible loss to the Storm uh, last weekend. So looking to make up for that, making life difficult for them though, Selwyn Cobbo, the young win- uh, winger, is burnt out. So they've had to give him the night off. Now, the Raiders are breathing down their necks. They are two points behind in ninth. They've got Manly this weekend. Their halfback, Jamal Fogarty, says they will embrace the last two rounds of the season. People might say it's pressure, but for us, it's an exciting time and it's an opportunity to win the next two games. If we win those two games, hopefully we can we can sneak into the eight. But the best thing about that, it's up to us. How we perform, you know, determines our results. And South Sydney is fuming with their former coach, Wayne Bennett, attempting to lure Latrell Mitchell to the Dolphins on a $4 million deal. Bunnies Chief Blake Solly has hit back, declaring that retaining the superstar is his top priority, Tash. Yeah, interesting to see how that plays out. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And memes have been pouring in from around the world after Facebook suffered a widespread malfunction yesterday afternoon. Some users thought they'd been hacked when posts and comments to celebrity pages from complete strangers flooded their feeds. The social media platform appeared to return to normal by around 7 o'clock last night, but not before many memes could be created about the bizarre glitch. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow.
Listener.